say you're like specifically like love breakfast. I love breakfast. Yeah. So if I get a whole breakfast buffet at my disposal, I'm going to go nuts every time, mm. every time, every time. Love a good breakfast and I don't buffet. go nuts on pancakes and all that. But I go nuts on like. But that's a filler. That's might as well have up. twelve eggs. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, I, I can't do the eggs. math of this, but <laughs> yeah. it's just scrambled yeah, eggs. Yeah, you don't even know how many eggs you're putting on your plate. I know plate. that's funny. Uh-huh. I know. I've never thought. I feel like the most scrambled eggs I've ever had at one time is almost certainly from a breakfast buffet because I just don't know any better. There's like, just no well, way to tell. I would eat that. Also, at the speaking of quantities of eggs, I'll cook myself three eggs in the morning sure. here. It's a lot of food. A lot of food. I'll ask for three eggs at a restaurant. It's not not nearly the quantity that I cook for myself. Okay, so let me let me There's give you There's some funny egg business. I've got some inside baseball for you. So in my early 20s, worked at a restaurant in Midtown, Nashville, and a big part of like their offering was like huge brunch service. Nice. And this was like classic Nashville. Oh man. National people love brunch. Um, but the it was one of those places where like you go wait in line, you got your table, and then like, you know, it's just like a bustling place. You get your breakfast cocktails, it's like the whole thing. And fifty percent of my shifts were like running a certain thing like for brunch. Like basically getting the plates out to the people was, you know, making sure everybody had the right stuff, whatever. But I found out that the majority of restaurants when who serve fried like scrambled eggs they're not cracking eggs and scrambling them mm-hmm. they might like do that at the beginning yeah but they're just putting them in a big giant thing and they're just using a ladle to ladle and so i don't know if they just count each ladle as an egg but that's your problem is because there's no way that's like the actual amount and they're not checking no. it's just like oh now it's three scoops that's three eggs as opposed to three actual eggs. Yeah, I well, usually you get two eggs. I typically ask for three, mm-hmm. but it's it looks like a two egg kind of portion. And also eggs are smaller too on that commercial scale. True. The eggs are way, like if you buy shitty eggs, they're way smaller mm-hmm. than if you buy really, really good reg- eggs. The it, By our kids' school, there's like a farmer who sets up a little stand and it'll be strawberries and eggs like all summer. Score. Peaches. It's, it's amazing. But it's like the farm fresh eggs that you don't have to refrigerate, whatever. And they're just, you know five inches tall it feels like Mm-mm. and you crack open it's like there's 12 eggs in there just the one <laughs> I, I don't need any more than just one i know it's for, those are pretty sick <laughs> yeah. um what do you put in your uh eggs this is scrambled eggs like your go-to egg yeah this choice. morning i did zucchini onion pepper and spinach nice just hella veggies do you scramble in the pan or do you scramble in a separate no. bowl so i cook all the veggies i scramble in a bowl throw the eggs in there cook it all Smart sometimes i'll put steak in there dude i'm I'm on the scrambled eggs game. Yeah, you put anything in it. It works good. Yeah. Uh, my secret with the scrambled eggs is just like a quick splash of water before you like scramble in the bowl. I, I gets use... It's a little fluffier. When people think it milk does that, milk dries it out. Really? I'll use oat milk. So typically water. Because that's just what I have. But it makes a big difference. Yeah. I never thought about using non-dairy milk for that. Yeah, I just use oat milk. You're blowing my brain, man. Mm-hmm. Okay. Happy to do it. Well, anyway, welcome to the Build With Internal Podcast, everybody. All right. Um, Build With Internal Podcast. We're here. No nonsense. Do we have a topic for today's internal podcast? Oh, we've got a topic. Okay, great. Okay. I think we will only have had one episode after we announced we'd have a topic before we... To not have a topic in the next episode, but we have one this episode. So, Alex, what is today's topic? (laughs) 
topic is non-buildbit training work. Great. Okay. Excellent. Non-buildbit training work. I have no idea what that means. Yeah. But let's let's jump into it. So, uh, first question: How much are you involved, such in tune with what the services division is doing at this point? I try to be enough involved. Still have kind of a bearing on what work we're doing for what companies, but not nearly what it used to be mm-hmm. even six months ago. I mean, I'm I'm not super like I don't know what content trips are coming up. I don't really know what's happening with each partner at this point. I try to maintain just enough awareness to know. Oh, okay. All right. I I have situational awareness. I get what's going on. But other than that, there's some other things that need my attention right now. And I feel like it's pretty covered. Yeah. We've got a great team. I don't really stress about it. So I don't need to get super in the weeds on it. I just need to know enough to be able to support them from, from the top, from my position. But otherwise, I don't really need to know a lot more than that because I have enough swirling around my brain right now. Well, I mean, at one time you were like managing the relationship with plenty of these partners. Everything. everything. And then you were on every content trip. You were still definitely QAing every website for a long yeah. time. Oh, yeah. It was like full bore hand in every single pot because that, that was just out that was of necessity. The yeah, yeah, that was the business. Out of necessity. Uh, but a lot of people... When they start companies or when they grow within companies, they struggle to give up what they used to do. I'm not that way. It's like, hey, if someone is better off than me at this, let them do it. I don't need to be doing it. I can go over here and do something that is a better use of my time. So it's not that it's not important or valuable. It's just that, hey, we found better people to Mm -hmm. do everything I used to do. Yeah. (laughs) So get the hell out of the way and go do something that's valuable for the organization. I mean, that makes sense, I think, especially for you, because you're um, like a thinker. You've got huge ideas that you're like trying to like tamper which ones you say out loud, which we talked about that before. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think when it comes to the like, I need to let go of these things and let the people who are going to be experts at those things do those things. It's not you're not like when you let those go, you're not twiddling your thumbs. Like, What am I supposed to do? You've always got plenty of like, I can go work on this now. Yeah. That's new. That's the new thing I can't, I couldn't get to. Now I can get to. Um, and so I, I think that's probably one reason why you're well suited thus far for the, like what you've been doing, because there's always like a bigger thing you want to focus on. Not always, but I, I would say there's always a bigger thing you can focus on. Like if you let go of something to yeah. somebody else. Oh, I try to focus on what brings the organization most value mm-hmm. and what's most closely related to my skill set. So that's that's where I am. Yeah. But I try I I really do try to just maintain situational awareness and I've been sitting in, in a lot more meetings now yeah. that I don't need to be in, but I like to just sit in them to listen so I know, oh okay, so here's what's going on just to somewhat make sure I understand the 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 layout of everything still and to keep um, the pressure on those people. You go to their meetings. You can tell it really puts people on they're like what are you doing here what the hell's going on you can tell it's it's a different tone which i don't necessarily like but i don't really know another way around it either because like i felt that before if you like come to a meeting that i didn't expect you to be on or whatever but it's like i talk to you like five hours a week yeah <laughs> like directly yeah, yeah. to I, you i don't know what it is and i but think it's just something permanently that way or i had to talk to nikki about something this morning i'm like hey just 10 minutes before our leadership meeting we need can we chat and then oh she's God. she's sitting there you know like oh god what what the heck and, and she talks to me about that i'm like 
I should know better by now. I'm sorry. But I don't even, I don't know that that's like a a CEO to other people relationship thing. I think for the most part, if somebody says, hey, I really need to talk to you before this thing, you could, you're, what you're bringing to that could be like, hey, do we have any more build it shirts? Because I really like this one. I want another one. Like it could be so small as that. It it was something. Somebody's going to be like, oh, it must be so they can steal my car and fire me from the company. Yes. And not everybody is as negative as that. But, I feel like that's a lot of people now. It's like if you say, hey, can I talk to you later? I think a lot of people will be like, this must not be good, right? Yeah. And I I think it's a reflection of like previous history of society, kind of standard work practice mm-hmm. overall. I, I I try not to take it personally. I take it very personally, but I try not to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I, I definitely do take it personally. I uh, try not to, though. Oh, but, yeah. but really, if I'm, if I'm in meetings, it's because I'm just trying to understand where everything's at. I'm, I, and I've stepped in a few of them that's sure. like, probably shouldn't have. <laughs> in hindsight, I didn't need to be Probably shouldn't have put my hand in that, <laughs> that pot. With the services being its own thing, I feel like there are certain contexts and maybe other industries or maybe other models where like it would make sense to just like spin that off and it be its own business. That's like not really like plugged into the rest of what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And yet we don't do that. Yeah. And don't, so don't, will not, will not do that. Other stuff breaks. Um, so I, I just find that really interesting. And so I, I'm curious to see how the, like the role that services plays, like the, the part of our company services plays in like the rest of like the other workings of the company because yeah. that's going to continue that relationship is going to continue to grow it's not gonna, they're not going to no no it's still it's still a growing business it's 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 and i'm not just saying it's essential just to make everybody feel good no it's 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 essential it's yeah. why we're here in the first place i mean media services and i say services including media what media does within services yeah. media is now split between training and service um and marketing and yeah yeah, yeah 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 but it it's it's yeah, yeah. absolutely Absolutely essential. And I still, Absolutely. everything services puts out from a finished product standpoint, I'm still checking out all the websites. I'm still checking out all the videos, checking out all the brands. I love it when people send me stuff because I get to just look through it. Like I just looked through a Carter machinery case study a few hours ago, just looking through like, damn, this is super cool. This is just amazing. Pretty fun. Yeah. And it's, I look at it from just like a sense of pride. Like, wow, our we're doing this. This is fantastic. Mm-hmm. I just can't believe these people are so talented and what their their output is just remarkable and so far beyond anything Dan and I could do. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why we're happy to be out of it. It's like they're just better at it than we are. So let's let them do their jobs. Let's let them be creative. Mm-hmm. And and frankly, I'm not I don't view myself as a creative. My mind, I'm not I'm not a creative personality. I'm not a creative mind. I am more of a a business mind. Um and I guess a creative in a different sense. I have a really good imagination and I can visualize things really, really well. Like this office, for example, mm-hmm. or uh, like a job site, you know, moving, moving dirt. But uh, I just, I don't, I struggle to relate and I've had to learn how creatives function because I just, I don't work that way. Yeah. The creative conversation is interesting because to me, I've always seen like creativity as you're kind of one or the other. In that you're either the person who generates ideas from nothing mm-hmm. or you get just an idea and you know what to do with it. 
And so I feel like um, when you say like you're more of a business mind than a creative mind, I feel like for the most part, you're probably just the one to like you you are a visionary. Like you you set the vision for the company. I'm not gonna give you I'm not gonna say you're a visionary. That's too much credit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you you set the vision for the company. And obviously, like you have a lot of huge ideas and things like that, but you're also like, we're gonna get this shit done and we're gonna set the pieces in place so that we can do it. <clears throat> yeah. And to me, like that's more of the here's the raw thing and I know how to take that to where it's supposed to go and I know how to give it to the people who are better at taking it to the next place or whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I can see how like that would be really difficult if you're the like, I can take this idea from nothing to something than the people who are like, I can dream this up out of nothing and now it's an idea all of a sudden. Like, mm-hmm. I'm sure, of course that's a challenge if that's not who you are. Yeah, and I, uh, and I guess it depends how you, how you define creative. You know, te- technically we could all be creatives. Well, Humans are just I feel just like that's creatives. been a big maturity thing for me. Like, I think in my 20s, I, w- I referred to like some people in my life. I'm like, well, you're just not a creative. I'm like, well, that first of all, that was rude of me to say. Yeah. But also like really small minded. It's like, like you're saying, everybody's a creative. They just do different things. Yes. Yes. I yeah. mean, I feel like you don't super believe me or you don't agree. Yeah, I... I... I think it, it creative might not even be the right word. I just think people that 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 do um, design and video and it is they do it's not they, they they don't fit within a box, but they they work off of kind of a common set of principles that I think are fantastic, but oftentimes I just don't relate to some of those principles. Yeah. It's not necessarily how I work, which is fine. That's why I'm where I am, they are where they are. And everything's working great yeah. <laughs> as, as a result. I just, I like people put me in the, you're, you're a creative, you're a photographer. It's like, no, I take photos of tractors, but I'm not a photographer. I don't care about photography. Like photography the doesn't do happens to for be me. in between you and the thing you like to look at. Yeah. But it's like, take a picture of that sunset. It's like, I don't care about yeah, taking a picture of that sunset. Great. It's a great sunset, but I'm not going to take a picture of yeah, it. What's Who the cares? Point? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like, yeah. I, and people don't quite get that, but it's like, well, it makes perfect sense to me. Mm-hmm. I just like, I photograph equipment. If it's anything beyond construction, don't care. Not interesting to you. Yeah. Yeah. It's well, we've talked a good bit of it. Like the photography is just like part of the being on the job sites thing. Not the, I want to find st- st- cool stuff to shoot with my camera. Like that doesn't matter to you. Yeah. And as a result, there people are way more talented at photography than I am. Like f- fucking not even, not even on the same level, not even on the same level. And we've had people ask the podcast on Dirt Talk, like, could I have some photography tips? And you're like, no, I don't. I don't know what you want me to tell you. It's hard to explain. I mean, we have a lot of people at the company that are far more talented photographers than I am. Yeah. Way, way beyond my talent level. Well, and certainly they have way more like technical skill and have put in the time. Like you're just like, you learned how to use a camera and started shooting things that you like. Yeah. But just to, minimizing, but just to watch people like, like Lee, she'll be doodling and I'll just be looking at her doodle like, what the, how do you do that? How do you, or just chase, like when he comes up with these, these brands or, or, or Nia, I mean, I could, I could go down, go just how the hell they do this. I just don't get it. I'm yeah. like, I, that is so crazy how your mind works like that. Cause I wouldn't even know where to start. <laughs> how, how do you do that? Man, I brag a little bit on this podcast, but, um, I love that we have so many like talented people here, but they're all like, so many people are different than me. And like, that's like a pretty cool thing. So I, I relate to you in that where it's, how do you, how do you think, how do you think that way? Cause I just, I can't run my brain around how a person thinks that way. Yeah. Even like crab smash. Crab smash. Crab smash. 
<laughs> See, oh I, I couldn't have come up with Crab Smash. No, it's not your thing. It's not something you would do. Um, well, thanks for touching that. I, I don't want to touch too much on services specifically because um, I have other plans for that. Um, uh, I got another question from Jay. He says, how do you see us approaching additional diversification of our offerings in the future? Any priorities you see in the coming years beyond what we're currently doing? Um, absolutely. There's a lot of big picture stuff we can do. Uh, but the thing is, to get there, we need to create a functioning, successful business. To do that, mm -hmm. we need to make sure services is profitable, highly successful, leading the industry. We need to make sure training is growing. People are using the product, loving the product, or expanding upon the product. And then once we do those things, we can go capitalize upon a lot of other opportunities, whether that be physical training whether that be consulting, there's so many opportunities that we can uh, take advantage of beyond where we're at, mm -hmm. leveraging our position of being kind of the, the Switzerland of the dirt world, the, the, the center of the entire industry. Yeah. Um, but until we, we master the fundamentals, the building a successful services business and software business, we can't go beyond that. Yeah. Uh, as tempting as it is, and as much as I want to go do everything in my head yesterday, it's just not reality. So sure, we can talk about all of the big things. And it's my job to kind of hint at all of the big things that mm -hmm. are to come. But at the same time, none of that happens if our business doesn't succeed yep. in the now. And that should be everybody's focus is getting it to succeed in the now. Because that opens up all the doors for the future. Yep. We've talked a good bit about like those additional opportunities that come from nailing those first two things. Yeah. Um, what, what this question kind of made me think of what you're talking about is, is kind of sparking in my brain is it might have been even a whole year ago where we were, we were talking about like the, the flywheel like analogy. Yeah. And I feel like at the time, it's like, here's the four things we're going to focus on. I don't remember all what they were exactly, but I feel like at some point it was like, oh, no, the thing we're going to focus on right now is the people thing. Mm -hmm. Because I, I feel like we were talking about like the quote unquote people problem pretty early on in my time in BuildWit. Yeah. But it was more just like an ingredient and a larger thing we're working towards. Mm -hmm. And at some point, our company decided like, no, this is this is the thing we're going to focus on. So now we'll decide how to attack that thing. And so when I think of, um, you know, what like those next pieces are, what those next priorities are after we, you know, get really comfortable growing a software business and a services business, it's all the plenty of things we thought of early on was just like, oh, now you know, we can engage and, and help companies retain all their people. It's like we can do all those things, but we like got to handle just like the very first training part that we've talked about. Yeah, let's get our hands around training, but simultaneously we're getting companies and individuals onto our digital world. Mm -hmm. The goal is to to basically get everybody in the industry into the buildwit sphere at some capacity. And if we have everybody in the industry in one place, then what 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 can't we do? Yeah. Anything is possible at that point. We can be the largest marketplace in the industry. We can basically filter all of the, the bidding opportunities through us. We can be the largest jobs platform in the industry, largest education platform in the industry, largest social media platform in the industry. At that point, you can do anything and you become the most influential business entity in a half trillion dollar world, just in the United States, yep. not even internationally. And international 
It has the exact same problems we do. So that is why there is a ridiculous amount of opportunity. If we go solve an industry that does a half trillion dollar a year, if we solve their biggest problem, that's worth a little bit. That's a pretty important role to play in the industry. What can't we do? Yeah. So the potential here is insane. And we just listened to the largest trade group in the entire United States yesterday talk about what they're doing from a workforce development standpoint. They're a lot further behind than I was expecting. Really? Frankly, yes. Interesting. And it was a disappointing call because I was like, man, they should have this figured out, but they don't at all. So if they don't have this figured out, no one has it figured out. And it's frustrating. It used to piss me off. It's just like, what are you guys talking about? You're just wasting everybody's time and money with total misdirection. But at the same time, that's the opportunity. If they got it, if they understood it. If the industry understood the problem and how to solve it, we wouldn't build it, would not be necessary. Mm-hmm. But there's no understanding. And I say, no, I'm generalizing. Yeah. There are great companies out there that we work with that do get it. The, the call yesterday was with Hoopa. Hoopa is a great example of they just get it. Or they were out with Goodfellow the other day. Goodfellow gets it. There's the companies we work with. They're unbelievable. I yeah. can go down the list. They're all really special. But we're talking about a whole industry. It doesn't matter if 30 companies get it. There's 100,000 companies out there. We need all 100,000 to get it yeah. or else everybody's pulled down. So, yeah, crazy opportunity. Crazy opportunity. And you could have... Five different careers within BuildWit. Seriously. Yeah. Dead serious with the opportunity right in front of us. I mean, you could go here, you could go there, you could go here. It's just wild what you can do if we can figure out how to make services a sustainable, profitable business that is the absolute leader in the space for the dirt world, which I would say it already is, but let's make sure it makes money so it's a functional business consistently. And then grow training grow software adoption, get people onto our platform, grow recurring revenue, then what can't we do? Amen. Yeah, I think that's, to me, that's like the right approach because we, we've talked a good a bit about, you know, we need, to be, we need to focus, focus more, focus more in on these things, especially in the short term. But like, like you're saying, it is still really important to kind of have those larger things at least a little hinted at it's like here's here's kind of what's out there after we nail these things that are in front of us yeah um and to me like that's the exciting stuff it's like it's exciting to work on what we're working right now and imagine if we nail those things what's next and it's a big deal to the entirety of society Mm -hmm. it's like i've been trying to figure out when people ask me what i do i have a just garbage answer and and i I don't like like you get into like oh so it's your company and uh, i don't like talking about all that but it's more so it's just like You know, human beings, how they need food, water, shelter, we're making sure the industries that provide that can continue to provide that well into the future. That's it. Like you like taking a shit and it goes away. That's what we're trying to do here. (laughs) We're trying to make that a sustainable thing. You like flipping the switch and the lights come on. We're trying to do that. You like driving anywhere. We're trying to help facilitate that. Yeah. Uh, It's a big deal. And it impacts every single human being in our country. And why can't we go international? I don't see a reason why not. They're already starting to go international. The opportunity international is crazy. And I think what's so fascinating is that there was a point where like, no, we 
we just we just have to focus on you know the states. That's all we're going to focus on. But now it's like, well, there becomes more and more opportunity, and then you just filter through like, here's what makes sense for us to focus on right now, and here's what makes sense for us to push to the future. Yeah, and like you're saying, like we already are having like conversations internationally, but just because like of how we're growing and the opportunities that are available and us deciding here's what works for us here's what doesn't work for us correct and yeah I mean, the united states is less than five percent of the global population well, less than five percent that's a lot of people outside of the u.s yeah. we make the mistake of thinking we're the only ones uh-uh. there's a lot more outside of us mm-hmm. so that's the opportunity okay great the united states wants to decarbonize how do you do that you do that through infrastructure yep. you do that through mining seriously that's the only way you do it you do that through materials and you do that through building things isn't that a crazy concept? Okay, so you really want to go to zero? You want to really want to be carbon neutral? The only way to do that is, is infrastructure. Got to build stuff. Either eliminate population or build infrastructure. That's it. And it sounds crazy, but that's the only way to do it. So just talk about just the potential, not even maintaining the infrastructure the society has now, but helping society get to a whole new future. Mm-hmm. That's only feasible with infrastructure. People don't understand that. Well, it's one of the things we're working on. That's it. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Big opportunity, crazy stuff, but also let's focus on what's right in front of us. And everybody, I think, gets it at this point. If yeah. you don't, you better start asking. Well, yeah, it's it's that balance thing, which I think we've um, done a good job at having conversations both in here, but also just like throughout the, the group. Um, I think that is an internal podcast. We've been podcasting a lot this week, especially you. It's been a lot of podcasting. Yeah. Yeah. But we love being with you guys. We do. So you guys, I mean, I'm assuming. I mean, maybe it's just Harrison who's listening. I don't know. Yeah. It's hard to tell. He he, he made a joke about this is like the shittiest meeting possible for him. <laughs> hey, you got to listen. You got to focus really hard on this and just don't say anything. I have to know everything that's said, but I can't say shit. Yeah, it's, it's the world's worst meeting. Yeah. Super focused, but no participation. Yeah, that's just how it is. Um, but thanks for thanks for tuning in, everybody. If you have topics to discuss, topic of the week, send it to alexbillet.com. Mm-hmm. We'd really love to hear from you. And with that, we'll see you on the next episode. Stay dirty. Thank you.